Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Docs Sportscast again this morning. Uh, so we're here to uh, talk about some news, just some various news. Uh, you know, we've got uh, NFL preseason again coming up uh, tomorrow night on Thursday night, and that'll be against the Patriots and the Eagles. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles versus the New England Patriots, so that will be interesting game. We'll talk about some of the highlights of that, what we should be looking for that could make an impact <clears throat> going into the season. Uh, but we'll talk about some other things as well uh, here in the podcast. Aurora has some some deficits uh, from a uh, parental standpoint. Not that she is a parent; uh, she hasn't had any puppies or anything. Uh, but uh, she is definitely focused on some parental things here when it comes to these young athletes and what we're talking about with them getting. Uh, various deals and things like that from sponsorships and stuff so that's something that uh, Aurora definitely wanted to address and we will be talking about it here uh, on the podcast this morning so first off let's start off with the big buzz that was going on throughout the NFL preseason and that was uh, Tim Tebow Guys, Tim Tebow is released. Uh, this is not surprising to us on the podcast. Uh, there's some people it may be surprising to. However, uh, you know we knew early on this was not going to last. This was not a guy that was going to be able to maintain an efficiency at the level that he was expecting to at a tight end position that he had never played. Guys, um, <clears throat> you know I give him props for going out there and attempting to do it. However. Um, there's a reason he wasn't invited to tight end university. Uh, there's a reason that he wasn't invited to those things. And I think realistically, if you're someone playing that position and there's someone who has never played it and all of a sudden they say, Hey, I can do this at the NFL level. I'm going to go do it. And they just think overnight they can pick up the position and know how to do it correctly and play it at a high level, a high enough level to be in the NFL at that position. <clears throat> I mean, I, <laughs> I think it's an insult. I think it's insulting, and I, I think guys like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and, and those guys looked at it and said, wow, you really think overnight you can just put on the pads, go out there and be an NFL tight end? It's not that easy, bro. So, you know, to me, I'm I'm happy that he's out of this. Uh, thank God that he um, is done and they cut him. You know, we don't have to waste uh, some more media time on him during the regular season. Uh, if you guys watched... Um, the preseason game with the Jaguars, man, he uh, he could not block to save his life. Um, so, yeah, as far as going out there, running around, catching balls that are thrown at you, um, you know, that that's a bit of a concept that's more transitional uh, from other things. Uh, if you're a good athlete, you'll be able to pick up on some of those things. And we've seen that before basketball players transition to tight ends or transition to wide receivers, things like that in the NFL. We've seen those things happen before. And so I think that makes sense. However, going out there and understanding blocking schemes, going out there and understanding how to leverage your body position against other guys, uh, how to square up on them, how to line up the block. Like those are things that are that's pretty much just taught um, for NFL positional players and, you know, on the line and stuff. So (laughs) that's the big things that we're missing. And he was going to be a huge liability, guys, huge liability to the Jaguars uh, out there on the field. So Urban Meyer, good job getting some media, getting some press, uh, I guess, since that's what you were going for. But to me, it's a negative light. Uh, It shows that you uh, didn't evaluate him properly and things like that beforehand. And if this is what you're doing, I mean, you're in a position where it's your first year as a head coach. 
first year. You don't sit there and take risks like this. I think this makes you look bad. So if I am, you know, Urban Meyer, I, I don't think that was a win. I think that was very much a negative for him. So we'll see what continues to happen as things progress uh, with the Jaguars. But I think that Urban Meyer is going to end up having egg on his face. I don't think he's going to be all that successful. If he is, I think it's going to be more, set, you know, more so for the talent that they have that they've brought in. You know, Trevor Lawrence and what he can do. Like maybe they'll have a decent season. They're in a really bad division, and so maybe they can pick up <clears throat> some various wins here and there against. You know, uh, the Houston Texans, they'll pick up some wins. You know, maybe they pick up some wins against some other bad teams that they'll play. And, yeah, maybe, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. I, I would not say that. But, <clears throat> you know, it's a team that you never know what a rookie can go out there and do. Maybe Trevor Lawrence shines out. Now, we don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the top rookie quarterback this year. But <clears throat> if history has shown, you don't have to be to have your team be a dynamic team that can go out there and compete to win games. So, that's definitely something that we got to watch and see how his progression goes. Okay. Moving on from the Tim Tebow news is uh, we'll talk about some NBA real quick. You know, the Clippers move with Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo. So this move was made, and, uh, you know, I hate Beverly. Uh, I hate Patrick Beverly. I mean, so, so good riddance to him. Um, you know, to me, and we did the podcast before, uh, to me, he is a dirty player. Uh, I think he's a guy that does things ex- extracurricular off the court um, to, to get in guys' heads, and he creates contact off the court. He does things when the whistle's blown, and, and that's something that should not be tolerated, and it was tolerated a little bit in the playoffs last year. It shouldn't be. Um, you know, we, we don't appreciate here that here. We don't think that's respectful. It's a, To me, it should be against the rules um, if it isn't already. I mean, it is, really, but they just look past it for the playoffs. So, um, you know, Beverly was the reason, though. Uh, it, like, it makes no sense that the Clippers released him because Beverly was a huge reason why they lasted against Phoenix as long as they did in the playoffs. He's a huge reason for that. Um, you know, it's it's odd that they would release him <clears throat> it looks to me like they're packing in the season uh you know they they know Kawhi Leonard's going to be out for a while with his injury to start the season he's going to be out for a bit and so it looks to me like they're packing in the season they're lowering uh where they were on the cap and things like that to save some money and um I don't understand that I really don't because if you look at it uh you know Kawhi Leonard sits out most games anyway. He doesn't play most of his games. So, you know, because he needs rest. Because he's one of these pampered babies that have come in the league that thinks, you know, oh, I, I can sit half the season and when we get to the playoffs, I'll just turn it on. I uh, lost a lot of respect for him recently about these types of things and lost a lot of respect for a lot of players about these types of things. So, you know, when you got guys like Luka and Giannis. Uh, you know, going out there, these foreign players coming in and just outshowing our guys. They're outworking them. They're performing in every game that they can play. Then you've got guys like Kawhi. You got guys like LeBron who just want to sit there and say, you know what? Let me take a break. Let me just rest, 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 rest. That doesn't look good. It doesn't look good on the U.S. guys, especially when people are catching up to as an international play. Concerns me for sure. So I don't understand them moving Beverly and Rondo. Um, yeah, Rondo didn't really play all that well when it came to the playoffs this year. I think he does step up and play a lot better in the the postseason. I think he's a guy who's a smart player. 
He's an IIQ player. He's a guy that you want on your team uh, just from a standpoint of like helping your young guys develop and stuff. So um, Beverly already got moved again uh, from the Grizzlies, which I don't think made sense either. Um, you know, I think they have Rondo there to kind of mentor some of those young kids. But Beverly, I mean, to me, Beverly is kind of what Memphis wants to go for, those gritty, tough players, and, and they moved him on again to the Timberwolves. So uh, I think people just see him and see what he does, and I think they saw those things off the, you know, outside of the whistle, uh, outside of that clock running, and uh, said, you know what, we don't want to deal with any of that. And I think that's why he ended up getting moved again. So we'll see. I'd rather would have seen Rondo go to a team like the Miami Heat or something like that, uh, work with those young guys, uh, help them grow and develop. Uh, especially after some moves they made, I don't think they really have much of a backup uh, beside, you know, behind Kyle Lowry right now. So that would have been a good move, but they did not do that. So anyway, yeah, I mean, this is—it was definitely weird. It was definitely weird for the Clippers. Uh, again, it looks like the strategy is we're going to tank in this season, not going to do all that much because Kawhi is going to be sitting out. Well, he sits out anyway, so that's just a completely stupid call on your end. Moving on, we'll talk about the Thursday preview. Uh, before we get to the main topic of today's episode, uh, the Thursday preview for preseason, uh, look for starters to play a bit more in this game on both sides. Again, this is the Patriots versus the Eagles, and neither team shied away from starters in week one of the preseason. Mac Jones was out there, uh, who is right now not the projected starter. Cam Newton is a starter, but he was out there as well. Cam Newton was out there, played quite a bit. Jalen Hurts was out there, played a couple series. Uh, you know, so these starters are, are going to be out there doing some things. Uh, you know, maybe they don't play some if they're older starters, like that would make some sets. But a lot of these guys have fairly fairly young guys out there. You know, Miles Sanders is still fairly young. Um, you know, on the Patriots side, you know, you got Sonny Michelle and some of those guys that are still fairly young. Uh, so, yeah, look for them to continue getting you know, getting uh, opportunities in this game. I, I think that we'll see Jalen Hurts and those guys go a little bit longer in this game. If you're if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm just I'm telling you, we've said on the podcast before, I'm concerned about Jalen Hurts. I don't think that in four games last year you can sit there and prove to me that you need to be our our guy moving forward in the franchise. We've seen guys come out and have historic runs of five to six games as a quarterback. You know, we've seen guys do what Tim Tebow did when he came out with the Denver Broncos in the, in the later season, postseason, that he did. And guys, it's just you can't sit and look at that. It's a small piece of tape. Um, if the, the, the pedigree is not there, if, you know, the there's intangibles that were there, there's a reason he didn't win that starting job to start the season. If that is there, like, why do you just think that all those things that were bad are just going to go away? And I saw those things still. You know, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, go back and look at the film. Go back and look. Look at what he did. Look at his efficiency. He played a lot better once talent came back. Once Dallas Goddard came back, once Zach Ertz came back, once these guys got healthy again last year, that that's when he was out there playing. You know, Alshon Jeffrey and and Djax. Like when those guys were healthy again, he got put out there. Carson Wentz was benched when these guys got healthy. So Carson Wentz was throwing to no one, and he made some guys look good, like they were NFL players. So if you have the ability to do that from a quarterback standpoint, I don't think you're doing much really wrong. If you can make some guys that people never heard of do well, now, who knows? You know, maybe he, maybe he is legit. Maybe he can do those things. But 
to me, it was definitely a bad move because it wasn't as proven. If anything, you keep Carson Wentz and you have him go into the season as a starter and you let Jalen Hurts uh, go out there and win the job again. I just I just don't get this, guys. I really don't. Um, I think the Eagles, I think most teams want to catch that lightning in a bottle. And it's just it just doesn't happen, guys. Like Everybody wants to sit there and think, oh, well, there's a Patrick Mahomes every year. No, there's not. There's not a Patrick Mahomes every year. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, he set his whole first year. Yeah, he came in a little late in the season and, and did some good things, but he sat. All right? He sat. And when the Chiefs got into the playoffs, what did they do? They played Alex Smith because they still knew that was the better route for them to go at the time. <clears throat> so he set his first year, and then he then he started performing well. Okay? Look at some of these other guys. I mean, the the guys that you look at that start their entire first year typically don't pan out as well. You know, if it's going to be an underrated guy that's all of a sudden bursting forward. Typically, those number one picks, you know, you've got guys like uh, Trevor Lawrence coming out this year. And you've got Justin Herbert um, from last year. Those just, Justin Herbert is a guy that wasn't a number one pick. He wasn't the top uh, quarterback taken in his draft year. And so he definitely outperformed where people expected. But what happened? He didn't start the season. Okay, he didn't start the season. He came on later. And... He had a really good developed team that was already there for him. Jalen Hurts plays a very, very, very much different game than Carson Wentz. He looks at the field and goes about it very differently. So now you're changing the entire dynamic of your quarterback position, and your offense has to change its entire dynamic as well, which you've changed coaches to. So now you've got guys who are used to a system that was a winning system, and now you've gotten rid of that coach that you've got a statue of sitting out in front of your stadium, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. It shows it, This just tells me everything about Philadelphia fans. Okay, Y'all need to stop being fair-weather fans. Y'all need to chill out. Y'all need to let people do what they need to do. Uh, stop getting rid of guys right away. Stop, stop, you know, calling people bums and and you know wanting them to get fired and stuff just because they lose a few games. Guys, you won a Super Bowl. You won a Super Bowl, and now none of the three guys that were main contributors for that are there anymore. I just don't don't understand that. You got a statue out in front of your stadium of guys still playing quality football in the league and a coach that could still be your coach and they're gone. I it's just completely stupid to me. It's as fair weathered as possible, hot and cold, you know, oh, if you're doing something good, you're the best ever. And then if you're, you know, if you throw a bad pass, oh, you're the worst quarterback ever. Like guys calm down. That's just not good fans. Um you know, and we see this with the Sixers and things from other other sports. And we'll see that from them as well. So the Sixers will come out, they'll do some things, uh, make some changes, and then all of a sudden if they play badly, you know, the city looks at them like they're garbage. Well, guys are your playoff team. You performed very well this last year. And, yeah, Ben Simmons definitely hurt you going into the playoffs. But overall you had a really good team. And there's plenty of teams in the league that would kill to have the season that you had and the talent that you have on your team. So calm down and understand reality here and reality is you could be much worse and they can be and might be much worse this year so they need to be a little bit careful going into the season manage your expectations because we are down on Jalen Hurts we don't think that he's going to immediately be this great quarterback going into the season he was very much a rusher and things like that toward the end of the season very much looking like a Tua Tungavailoa and I'm telling you guys we're not high on him either so there's a limit to 
the production and a limit to the success that comes with guys that come in the league and they they don't pass. They're a run first quarterback. You know, guys like Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson balances it probably as good as you can. And what's happened? They haven't won a Super Bowl. They haven't won a Super Bowl, and they're they're. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl anytime soon until they make some big changes. Um, they have to have the best defense in the league to win a Super Bowl, and they can. They can win that way, but I don't think they're set up to do that. They've got some young guys on the defensive standpoint that's got to step up and play better. Um, so maybe another year or two away from that. Um, who knows? We'll see what happens there. I mean, I, I like the Ravens. I want to see them win. I like Lamar Jackson, what he's doing. Um, I, I do like what he's doing out there, and he's trying to balance it. But if he can progress and become a better passer, that's the only way they're going to be able to win this year is by being able to throw for over 250 yards every game. If he can get there, now now we're talking. you know. Um, so, yeah, I would just worry about that. But anyway, watch this game. Mac Jones is a guy to really play. He's going to get larger minutes for sure <clears throat> and really put pressure on Cam Newton to start. So we'll see what Bill Belichick has to has to make tough decisions with you know, and how tough of a decision it's going to be whenever Mac Jones comes out there and continues to play well because he's been outperforming Cam. I mean, from that from the first preseason game, man, he just he looked better. He looked better. He looked more comfortable from a pocket presence standpoint. He looked better in in making his throws, going through his reads and progressions. Uh, he had great touch on the ball. So I want to see more of him. So please watch this game, check it out, see how Mac Jones performs. The other one to watch for is Kenneth Gainwell. Okay, in this game, uh, this guy played pretty well uh, in the first game. I think he's going to get a lot more run in this second preseason game here as Carryon Johnson was released basically due to an injury that he sustained. So really sad for him, but we'll see. Uh, look for Gainwell. He's a guy that can definitely make some noise and end up being a factor going into the regular season this year if he steps up and plays really well. Now, big thing to talk about here today, and this is probably the main topic of the episode, is mental health awareness in sports, okay? Early athlete effects, right? Guys, we got to think about this. Like, Aurora's sitting there. She's watching all this. She's watching the news. She's keeping track of it because, you know, she doesn't really have anything better to do, um, although she's giving me a horrible look because I said that. And she watches the news all day, ESPN news all day. And the big thing that we're seeing here, guys, look at some of these athletes, okay? First first of all, first all, first off, bleh, whatever, high school athletes are signing deals now, okay? So you guys wanted to open up the floodgates to college athletes to sign these, you know, deals and things like that. High school athletes are doing it. There are high school basketball players that are now signing these sponsorship deals, okay, and getting people to sponsor them. You have no idea what this kid's like in high school. You have no idea what he does with his extracurricular time. You have no idea what's going on outside, off the court, off the field. You don't know what's going on. You also don't know if what he does is going to transition into college sports well. So now you could be wasting a lot of money on that athlete and wasting a chance. It's very risky. It's just as risky as NFL teams trying to draft you know, a quarterback and, and make him a starter overnight. <clears throat> like It's risky because the guy could suck, and then there goes your franchise for years. So these organizations need to be careful about this, uh, but there are high school athletes that are now getting a part of these deals, <clears throat> which is exactly what we told you guys was going to happen um, and something to be worried about because these kids, they are kids. 
Okay, you can't sit there and say, "Oh, well, you're in college, you're an adult." I, I don't care. You're talking about high school now. These are kids, and these kids are not ready to handle these things. They're not ready for that. Why is it that we have a legal drinking age? Why is it we have a legal smoking age? Why is it we ha- they have to be a certain age to drive? Because as you get older, there are certain responsibilities that you can take on. There are certain responsibilities that you are able to handle. And the big thing with this is money, pressure, stress. Like, there's so much to this that these kids are not ready for. And we're seeing it, seeing it on the pro level later on in people's years. High schoolers are even leaving high school early, okay? Check it out. There's a guy. I'm not going to say names because I don't want these people to get highlighted. I don't want people to go and be like, oh, yeah, that person's talked about on every podcast. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I made it. I need to leave high school early so I get talked about. No, we're not going to talk about them. We're not going to say their name. So there's a kid leaving high school early to go to college so he can start getting more endorsement deals. Guys, this is so freaking sad. One, what are the parents doing? Where are the parents at? Like, this is so stupid to me that the parents are allowing this to happen. There's no value in education anymore. People don't care if you're dumber than a box of rocks. As long as you go out there and you can look good on a commercial or you can, you know, go catch a football. It's absolutely ridiculous. It makes zero sense to me. So so that's very, very frustrating that we're seeing high school athletes actually leaving high school early. You guys have sped up the process. You sped it up. So at what point is this something that's wrong? At what point is this something where people actually take a look at this and they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe this is wrong. Maybe, maybe we did get this wrong. Or, hey, maybe we do need to stop this here at this age from happening. What, what, what point does that happen? I mean... Is it going to take a five-year-old never going to school, announcing that they're never going to school and they're going to go to the NFL draft in in a couple years and they're never going to go to school so they can focus on football? Like, is that what it's going to take for y'all to say something about this, for y'all to understand, like, what's happening here? I mean, we'll get there at this rate. (laughs) You guys want to sit there and say it's absurd. Look, 10 years ago, people would have said it was absurd that high schoolers would be leaving high school early to go pro or to go to college because it doesn't make any sense it's stupid absolutely stupid and these guys will be stupid because they're not finishing high school (sighs) think about this guys think about it because it's becoming a big issue here's the long-term issue to think about though outside of the education outside of just moral standards that people apparently don't have anymore here's a long-term issue to think about okay Look at Simone Biles, Liz Cambridge, Naomi Osaka. Look at those three athletes recently who have had mental health struggles. They've had struggles with their mental health. They have not been able to perform. They have bowed out of uh, certain events and things like that, not been able to play because of mental health issues. Okay? These adults are having challenges with the stress of being a pro. Most of them are very young, like Simone Biles. So when you guys want to sit there, and how do you expect college and high schoolers to handle this pressure? Because it's no different. It's high pressure, high risk, a lot of responsibility. And now these kids are thrusted into this. So when you got people like Simone Biles who can't handle this, when you got people like Liz Cambridge, Naomi Osaka, professionals that that can't deal with these things because it's a mental strain what do you think is going to happen for a for someone who's 
underdeveloped, someone who is a high schooler, someone who is in their early stages of college. Like, you guys don't get it. They, they're not ready for this. They're not ready for that. Look at what happens when guys, like, take a look at some of the top prospects that end up leaving high school as a top prospect. They go to the NBA as a top prospect. And guess what happens? They don't perform well. Okay? They don't. Why is it? Are they not athletic anymore? No, they're still athletic. Do they do they lose their skills? No. If anything, they're working more on those skills. So what's the issue? It's something mental that's going on with them. They're not able to adapt. They're not able to handle the stress and the strain of what's going on and be able to put the best uh, best performance out there. Okay. Look at Michael Beasley years ago. Y'all are going to sit there and roll your eyes at things like this. But Michael Beasley was a top prospect coming out of high school. He was a top prospect going into the NBA. And what did he do? He was a bust. OJ Mayo was a bust. Okay. Look at Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose had a lot of issues with mentally being able to handle the NBA game once he left. And he left as a freshman. But he was a top prospect leaving high school again. So... You've got these guys that are just thrusted into this. They're not able to grow and mature at a at a pace that we should be allowing them to grow and mature at. They're not able to start adapting to these stresses. They're thrown into it at a rate that they can't handle. And then what happens? They get the NBA where that stress is at the highest. They get to the NFL, which now it's going to be in college, and they're just going to implode. Guys, it's it, it's not good. It's not good for any of these guys, and we really need to think about the well-being of these kids, of these athletes, and understand that just like everything else, there is a certain age that you have to have to be able to handle the stress and responsibility that come along with things. That's just how this this is. It's how the world is, and if we don't think about it, we're going to lose sight of this, and we're going to make huge mistakes, which I believe we're starting to already. So think about this. High school kids leaving high school early. I mean, at what point is it that elementary kids are going to leave elementary school early so they can play middle school? Or, or their parents are going to move them forward in other grades to get them into high school to play high school quicker. Like, guys, this is education we're talking about. This is something that no one can take away that an injury can't destroy. This is something that people have and they don't get rid of, which is the education they're given, okay? You can lose athleticism. You will diminish in athleticism and things like that over time, but your education stays with you. And and I, I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't. These guys need to be eased in to this profession. They need to be worked into it. I'm in sales. I'm in a high pressure situation where there's a lot of stress as well with my job. And I tell you guys right now, if I had left high school and started doing this right away, I wouldn't have been able to handle and manage this. I had to go to college and learn how to do things on my own, learn how to maintain my schedule, keep up with my grades, you know, do extracurriculars because I worked in college and things like that. Like I had to learn to handle those stresses that weren't huge stresses, that weren't all 100% on me. And over time, I grew to where I could handle and manage those things. And these athletes are not going to get that. These kids are not going to get that. We really need to be careful here really need to be careful it's a big concern you know yes there may be those outliers that can't handle it okay there may be those outliers that can but for the most part we're seeing that it's a huge issue we're seeing that it's something that a lot of these people and a lot of these kids can't handle properly and 
I, I just don't know where we start drawing that line because what you've done is you've erased it and you didn't draw another so you were so eager to make this happen which I believe was incorrect anyway to make it happen that now we're opening the floodgates to people that weren't even in consideration before it's flooding into high school and it's gonna start happening other places I mean I I could definitely see a place that they don't have a big high school basketball team but you know everybody loves watching the elementary games and middle school games and maybe the middle school game you know packs in you know three four thousand people every game and you know then it's like oh you know what let's get some let's get these kids on social media and do some influencing and let's get these middle school kids to start getting sponsorships like I could see that happening guys and it's not right it's not right and it's not good for these kids it's not good for these athletes so think about it look at the professionals who are having issues with this stuff look at the guys who had issues with this stuff going into the NBA before it's too much too soon to be thrust on these kids not even talking about the aspects of understanding financials and how to manage and handle your financials when you have this much money everybody wants to sit and think oh it's so amazing to go out and have that much money it's so amazing to go out and do guys it's pressure to have a lot of money it's pressure to have it and figure out what to do with it and how to manage it properly it is it's stressful and a lot of these guys will go out there they'll make the wrong investments they'll do the wrong things with it and they'll end up hurting themselves and their families in the long run or families will sit there and just ask and ask and ask and they'll give things away to petty people because if their families are sitting there willing to say oh don't worry about your education just go to the NBA and if you get hurt you know tear your ACL or whatever uh, well that sucks that's your life you know you, you ruined your life like if they're willing to do that to you and not create a steady foundation that will help you throughout the rest of your life like an education then those family members really don't care about your overall well-being anyway so you need to stop listening to them and you you need to not give them money or anything like that when you do get this you need to get a financial advisor you need to work with them you need to put time and effort into understanding this stuff things that you understand when you go to college and you get seminars and things like that about and you need to start to understand that now if that's what you're going to do. So these kids will have to end up stop doing school. They'll have to end up not being able to go to school, not being able to have friends, not being able to do any of the stuff because they'll have to learn how to be a professional in high school. And then there goes their whole childhood, guys. This is this is so stupid. So stupid to me. So anyway, um yeah, mental health awareness in sports and what it's going to do to these young kids when they're being thrust into these sponsorship deals and things like that. Pay attention to it. It could definitely be an issue as we move forward. So thank you guys so much. We'll head off uh, here for the day and let you guys get back to your day. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll be talking about more things on Friday. Obviously, we'll recap the Thursday night preseason football game. And we'll talk about the upcoming matchups in preseason week two, kind of guys to look for and watch for uh, with the upcoming week. And yeah, we're super excited to get to the next week of preseason. Can't wait for actual regular season to be here. Uh, it's right around the corner and just chomping at the bit for it to get here, guys. So uh, what'd you guys think? Do you appreciate the um, episode? What'd you think about you know the various comments we made in the episode? You have our email, Facebook below. Uh, please reach out. Let us know what we can do to make things entertaining. Like, share, subscribe. Get it out there to all your friends uh, so more people can enjoy the content as well and hear Aurora's opinions. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again on Friday.